0: Welcome to the Bearing Fruit Podcast, where we will be discussing the simplicity of Christianity. This is a production of Simply Free Church in Lanark, Illinois. Now here's your host, Pastor Glenn Scott. Good morning. morning. You ever, uh, you ever had an idea to do something and you thought it was a good idea and after you, uh, you get into it a little ways, you see it's not working. You don't keep doing it, right? change. It's called repentance in the Bible. You change your ways. You change your mind. I can't help but to think that there are a lot of people, including our own country, that thought we could do it better. Our state, even our municipalities, our families, thought we could do things better. We tried it, and it's not working. All through the Old Testament, God tells his people to turn back to me, come back to me. They were doing the exact same thing, and I see it happening all over again. And this is not some doomsday message or something. This is to try to get you back to a place where God wants you, because we're doing things wrong. We're not doing it right and things are failing, and we're not changing. If you took a complete stranger to America, the greatest nation in the world, and they knew nothing about us, but you told them how great this nation was, how people are flocking to get to this nation, and you take them and you pluck them from where they're at, and you drop them in Washington, D.C., what are they going to see? What if you drop them in the middle of a football game? Said, here are the most patriotic people in the world. They love their country. What are they going to see? What if you take somebody and pluck them from where they're at and drop them in your home and say, these are Christian people. What are they going to see? If something isn't working right, Why don't we change it? In each and every one of our lives, the majority of us have had things that didn't work out right. We did them our way. We thought we could do better, right? We do this a lot. We want better. We want more. Let's try this. Let's try this. And if it doesn't work, do you change? Do you stop? Do you go back to the way things were? So why aren't we coming back to God? He's given us complete instructions in every aspect of our life. Why don't you go back to it? It's hard for us to admit that some idea that we had didn't work right. This was my idea. You see these chairs are all at an angle today? This was my idea. One guy told me he came to where he usually sits and went to sit down, and of course his chair was this way. If it doesn't work right, why would we not change? How are you guys doing? How are things in your in your home, in your workplace? Maybe you own a business or run a business, manage a group of people. Hey, I got an idea. Let's start working six to, six to two. Instead of 9 to 5. And it's not quite working out. Well, we can't go back. This was my idea, right? This is my idea. And I said it's right. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. First Corinthians ten twenty three through 24. I have the right to do anything. You say, but not everything is beneficial. You have the right to do anything, but not everything is constructive. No one should seek their own good, but the good of others. We live in a free country where we can do anything, pretty much. But is it beneficial? Just because we can doesn't mean we should. And I love free speech. I am a First Amendment fan because I get to stand up here and talk freely. But when I use that free speech to tear things down, to hurt people, to criticize, to ridicule, just because I can doesn't mean that I should. It can be very destructive. You realize that free speech also gives people the right to say extremely hateful things. It actually gives you the right to be a bully. And say whatever you want. Free speech. It doesn't mean you should. We're supposed to love one another and we're not doing a very good job with it. Now, little Lanark's not too bad. But if you took some of the things that are happening in this world and brought them to Lanark, these old farmers around here would tear you up. Right? Some of the uh, grandmas and grandpas, if you took some of the things that are happening in the world today and went to your grandma or grandpa and said, I can say whatever I want, you'd probably never say another word. (laughs) Just because you can doesn't mean that you should. Okay, so let's, you know, I love to use the family analogy for God. You get to play God this morning. And in your household... Uh, Let's let's just take the parents here. In your household, you have children, and you you get your children together, and you say, listen, this is how we do things. This is right, this is wrong, and I'm going to try to teach you. In fact, I'm even going to write a book that I'd like you to follow, because this is what we do, and this is how I'd like you to act. Now, I'm going to give you free will so that you can do whatever you want, but... You're probably not going to receive the the blessings and the favor of the parents unless you do your best to follow this. We all slip up, but here's your book. And they walk outside your house and they start to protest you. What would you do? They have absolutely no respect for authority. And they say, but I can. You certainly can isn't this how we're acting? What would you do in your household if your children, that you gave a specific set of rules and guidelines that you would like them to try to do their best to follow, that this is a way that we would all be loving and all get along family? You understand what family means here? And they step outside and they start to protest. They start to, they got their signs, they're picketing out in front of your house, back and forth. Dad's a piece of work. Mom's a piece of work. Oh, by the way, do you have dinner ready yet? Oh, I'll be in in just a minute. Dad's a piece of work. Right? Are we not doing this? And you know what? We're allowing it. We're allowing it. We're, we're teaching that um, you have privileges and that you are entitled. And if you don't like authority, you can speak out about it. Yes, you do have that right. Just the way God gave you free will. You have a right to choose, and we're not doing very good at it. So if it's not working, why aren't we turning back? People will say, government's just a mess. Well, they've thrown God out. This system's a mess. This system's a mess. This isn't working right. I'm not going to do this because they're not doing right with what I th- how I think they should do it. And we've thrown God out of everything. What do you want? What do you expect? He's telling us how to do it. We can do a lot better. If you have a piece of property and it's, uh, it's starting to get overgrown and somebody comes along and says, you know, you should clean this up. This is not the way the neighbors around here do it. And uh, here's here's some guidelines that uh, that you need to follow this this is just getting to be a mess for grass is long and the trees are hanging over and they say here's here's what you need and they they start to give you equipment to take care of your property and you go out there with your mower, and you're pushing it back and forth and you say, "You know this isn't working for me this this is not working." And the guy next door comes over and pulls the rope and it starts you see. And he said, you have to start the engine. Oh, okay, all right. Well, yeah, this does, but it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. So he takes the chainsaw, and he's out, and he's trying to, okay, it's not working right. This is just miserable. This is not working right. The the idea that you had does not work. And the guy comes back over, and he starts the engine for him and says, this is how you use the chainsaw. Oh, yeah, that's that's a lot of work, too. I got to maintain this thing. You know, we, we have all these great ideas, but we're not doing them. We're not putting them into use. 2 Timothy three sixteen and 17. All Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped. You've got the equivalent, and we're not using it right. You say, oh, you know, uh, this could help me. Okay, but, but it's not working right. I'm, I'm reading, reading these scriptures here, and they're not working right. Oh, this one says, don't just read what it says, do it. Well, I don't want to do that. You see, you're not using the equipment right. you got the equipment. He is fully equipped. The servant of God, it would be a Christian like, Men and women that come in here and sit down. But if we're not using the equipment right, we're not going to get anything done. And we're actually allowing people to have these overgrown properties. Now, this isn't literal. I don't care if your grass needs to be mowed. Mine does too. I'm talking about your life, your heart. It's overgrown with stuff. And we've got the equipment to fix it. And when you read through there and try to fix it, and it doesn't work right, it's because you're not doing it right. We are fully equipped. You have to maintain the equipment. And this is what's happening to the world. There should be no greater joy than a family getting together, even if their property's a mess. They should get together and help each other because they're all equipped. Why can't we just love one another? We're equipped to love one another, to be family, and we're not using the equipment right. In fact, we're using it wrong. We get it out and we say, it says right here, if you do this, I'm supposed to come to you and I'm supposed to correct you and I'm supposed to tell you you're doing it all wrong. Yes, you have the right to do that. But is it going to be productive? Should you? Or should you maybe sit down and show them a little love? Then you'll get a chance to help them maintain their equipment. We are all fully equipped. Here's what's happening to us. Kyle, put up James 4, I think that says 8. Come close to God, and God will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, for your loyalty is divided between God and the world. We are dividing our loyalty. We are following suit of what people tells us, tell us we can do, and we have the right to do. We have these privileges right here, and we're going to tolerate this. And we're entitled to this? That's the world. And God's over here saying, just because you have the right to doesn't mean you should. And we're divided. There should be no division here at all. The reason that he says you have the right to, but that you maybe shouldn't, is because of the love. Love aspect. I could walk up to a lot of people and say, man, you're doing it wrong. Man, you're doing that wrong. Cut it out. Just just stop that, you sinner. Purify your heart. Now, if I walked up to you and said that, I would lose my chance to ever teach you or talk to you again. Sure, I had the right to do it. In fact, it even tells me how to discipline people. But how effective is it going to be? Just because I can doesn't mean I should. Because I want a chance at them. I want to talk to them. I want to teach them with love and gentleness and kindness and goodness. I want to teach them where they can find peace and joy. I want to teach them to have self-control and patience. And because I have the right to tell them that they're doing it all wrong and never get a chance to, should I? And I have people come up to me and say, You better do something about that guy. You better fix that. That ain't working. What are you gonna do about that one? I'm gonna teach them. I'm gonna teach them with love and respect. Just because I have a right to, doesn't mean I should. And you guys are no different. We can protest. We can shout. We can yell. We got the right. We can get angry. When we get angry, you know what we do? We say, that's righteous anger. See, that gives us the right. doesn't mean we should. Righteous anger says it right in there. I can get angry. And then you sin in your anger. You shouldn't have done it. That's what's happening to our world. Tolerance. Privilege, entitlement, free speech is awesome. Doesn't mean you should do it all the time. We're going to have a little fun with, with husbands here. When your wife says, Does this dress make my butt look big? You got the right to answer. Right? We are not to lie. Go ahead and give it a shot. You're going to need the medics over here. That's a hard way to learn a lesson. And that's kind of what's happening in the world, is we're learning a lesson in a very, very hard way. And we are divided. We need to stand when it's time to stand. We need to kneel when it's time to kneel. We need to speak when it's effective, then we need to keep our mouth shut most of the time. Free speech does not mean that you should talk 24-7 nonstop. You can, but you're not going to have many people listening after a while. We don't know when to keep our mouth shut. Just because you can does not mean that you should. Proverbs 124 25, I called you so often, but you wouldn't come. I reached out to you, but you paid no attention. You ignored my advice, and you rejected the correction I offered. That's what we're doing. Turn back to God. Get God back in our things where there's love, peace, and joy. We're throwing him out of everything, and it's not working, so why don't we change our ways? He tells us to. And he gives us all the equipment we need. And why won't we do it? Because it was somebody's idea that they thought was great. Now, when you come back in here next week and these chairs are all straight, you're going to know that somebody walked up to me and said, that's just stupid. And then I'll say... Now, you had the right to say that, but you should not have. And we're going to get our Bibles out. We're going to have this contest. You see, and then pretty soon there's going to be this anger that develops. And then there's going to be some hatred. Somebody's going to say something that they probably shouldn't have, whether they meant it or not. I love when people say, yeah, I I said that, but I didn't mean it. (laughs) Yes, you did. You're just trying to get yourself out of something. That's your way of saying I'm sorry. Just because you have the right to do something, I want you to really think about whether it's it's productive, whether it's effective. The stuff that's coming out of your mouth, yes, free speech is a wonderful thing. Unless you're gonna go around telling everybody how fat they are and how ugly they are. And you know, those are probably bad examples, but I hope you're getting what I'm talking about. There's no nothing good that can, can come from that. So because you have the right, doesn't mean that you should. When somebody's property is getting overgrown, why don't you go mow the lawn for them? I want to tell you um, Matthew chapter 21, thereabouts. There's a parable um, of the tenants. And it says that a certain landowner planted a vineyard And he put a high wall around it. And there came a time when he wanted to uh, lease it out. So he got some tenants. And um, after a length of time went by, he sent one of his people to go get his share. And they beat him up. And they threw him out of the gate. See, God wants his share. He wants his share of your life, your business, your family, every aspect of your life. He deserves a share. So he sends another one. Now, actually, if you want to discuss and get in depth what this is, this would be the prophets. So he sends another one. And the tenants again laugh at him, beat him up, throw him out. And the landowner, this is God, right? The landowner's thinking, what am I going to do? They're not giving me my share. They're not doing it right. I know. God says, I'm going to send my son. And they kill him. Is that what we're doing in our country, around the world? He's trying to get back into things. He has always been trying to get back into things. Everything that we've thrown him out of, we put walls around ourselves. we got walls around our hearts. He's trying to get back in, and we're beating him up and throwing him out. So he sends his son, and we killed him. That's how bad, how selfish we are. Our ways are good. I can do this better. If we would simply turn back to God, give him the share that he deserves, the time, the prayer, the worship, You've come here this morning to give him your share of your life. But when we walk out the doors, you know, there's a lot of people holding picket signs and and doing despicable things that were in church Sunday morning. And they think they're doing it right, and they have the right to do it. But it does not mean that they should. If some of the things happened at an Eastland football game that I've seen on TV lately, You want to stir up some old farmers? We wouldn't stand for that, would we? Well, it's time for us to do that in our home and in our heart. We need to raise a generation with respect values. They have privileges, and there's a time to use them, and there's a time to keep your mouth shut. It's called love because you can destroy things so quick with this free speech everybody wants. We want free speech because we can destroy things with it. Fix some things in your heart first. Wash the inside of the cup before you wash the outside. Then you can take it outside of your walls and we can start to fix some things in our own community, state, and around the world. Kyle, put up Second uh, Chronicles 7.14. Then if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven and I will forgive them their sins and restore their land. That's not just our nation. That's our property. That's our heart. That's our family. Restore your land. Turn back to God to heal our land. Let's start with ourselves first.